This episode of Black Equity Podcast is brought to you by Sip and Share Wines. Head over to SipAndShareWines.com to learn more. Black Equity listeners, welcome to another great episode of Black Equity Podcast. This is part two of the Plant the Idea series, where we sit down with Michael Nightwing of Netter Gold, which I believe is a pillar in the culture, uh, providing uh, body scrubs, uh, hair products, and really everything natural uh, for your beauty needs. Uh, so sit back and enjoy this episode. A lot of people have been uh, viewing and listening to the previous uh, episode. Go ahead and listen to part one if you haven't already listened, and then jump back onto this episode. Definitely excited for you to hear the rest of this conversation. And as always, thank you for listening to Black Equity Podcast. Enjoy. How you how do you feel about this idea that they may do another Matrix movie? Have you heard about that? Um, I heard something about it. I mean, it's it's a thing, you know, it's a thing. Like, is it, is it a money grab? I mean, where else can the story go? I mean, I mean, I guess the story can always go somewhere. It can go anywhere, and that's the the cool thing about a lot of movies like that is it can go anywhere because as long as the the person's mind is still open or yeah. open, still closed, you can open it up to whatever you want. Mm. Right? Like, if your mind is closed, and I can say, "Oh, like, look, we didn't talk about this." It's like, whoa, you know, whoa, it's a whole new thing. So is it a money grab? Definitely. Um, (laughs) I swear they got, like, they got sued by the lady that actually wrote The Matrix. Remember, it was like a black lady actually wrote it? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so um, I think it was The Matrix and Terminator were both written by a black woman. Huh. They submitted them to um, whatever studio, and they never got back to her, told her no, and then they released the movies crazy yeah she's like spent like a decade suing him in court and she finally got like, all her money back she got all you know all the rights and stuff to it i saw some social media i never looked it up because it wasn't really anything i cared too much about but i yeah, really, yeah. It was like a lot where they were like this is the woman that actually did matrix this is the woman that actually did terminator all that stuff it, it's crazy because you know you know they said that there was a i believe a japanese uh, i i don't know if it was japanese so i'll just say asian because i don't remember uh the specifics, but there was an Asian writer who wrote, uh, I think it was called The White Lion or something like that. Oh, Kimba the White Lion? Actually, The Lion King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Kimba the White Lion. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the name. Yeah. There it is. And uh, Kimba the White Lion, if you watch, like, if you just go on YouTube and just do a comparison of Kimba the White Lion and, you know, The Lion King, there's people that are all over YouTube. And you'll see that Lion King totally stole, I mean, Disney totally stole this idea. Like, yeah, the way pride like line for line, like everything, everything, like the way the pride looks and everything. Like this changed Kimba the Simba, yeah, like they right. But here's the thing, though, right? Here's the cool okay. thing. Okay, break it down for me. Um, whoever has the money is going to be right, right? And mm. I say that because um, uh, Kylie Jenner, she released um, it was, it was like some clothes. It was like a army fatigue kind of setup. Right. Where, yeah, I think I remember that. Yeah. Right. Where, where was Army, Army fatigue set up, but she had gotten the, the 
idea or the designs from a black designer. All right. She had one of her her one of her underlings send out message to the designer. So he's the size as Cali wants, you know, yada yada yada. And the woman's like, okay, dope. This is gonna be great. You know, great exposure. She's gonna be wearing my clothes. She sends it out. Cali never wears the stuff, I guess. And then releases her own line of the same stuff, like thread for thread, stitch for stitch. And you'll see, like when this when the, the woman was posting about it, you'll see in people's in the comments and stuff. People are like, oh, Kylie just made it better. She made an improvement. She made it better. And then people are just like, where? Like, this is the exact same thing. Like, where is it? Right. Well, and, you know, because, you know, it's her, so it's better. And you get when you get people, when you get that kind of type of undevoted following, you're, you're yeah. not going to lose. Um, you just, you can't lose. Like, her and her sister lost. Um, they, they took a big L, though, because they released, like, what was it? It was a picture of them, like, individual pictures of, like, them. And then Tupac and Biggie, like like a double exposure kind of thing, with like right. Tupac and Biggie and their faces on it. And they were selling these shirts like on their website. And mm. the mother, I think it was Tupac's mom or Biggie's mom, was like, "Who the hell gave you permission to do this?" Right. Like, and you know, so they took all that stuff down because at that point you might be like, you know, close to a billionaire, but you're not like bigger than Biggie. You know, you're not bigger than Biggie. Um, Whoever has the most influence is typically going to to win the uh, yeah. the uh, uh, court of public opinion. Yeah, it's like, oh, this person they do it better. This person does it better, and that's always the thing because you got people that are just diehard fans, and diehard fans are great. Like cult followings are fantastic. You know, if, you, if you're the one that's in charge of that cult, if you're trying to go up against that cult, <laughs> that's true. It's a tough battle, you know. Like people would talk about how Apple computers were just so much better, respectfully, than all this other stuff, and it's it's not the case, like. They're better in some things, and you know, Dell and everything's better than other stuff. Like right. At the end of the day, like, Apple is pales in comparison to Windows when it comes to just money wise. Right. It's, it's so many, so many ways to finesse. So many ways. So many. You know, when we're looking at those stories, I'm, are you familiar with um, the guy, uh, the, the guy by the name of uh, Freeway Ricky Ross, or yeah, Ricky Freeway? The guy that I recall stole a name from. Yeah, so obviously Rick Ross stole his name, so that's one. And then um, he was going to, when he got out of jail, he was going to try to build a TV show or a movie. So he goes to talk to John Singleton. This is him. This is, I'm just retelling uh, Freeway Ricky Ross's story. He goes to talk to John Singleton. John Singleton turns it down. And allegedly, I have to say that, uh, then he turns around and does Snowfall, which is basically uh, a remake. Or, or a fictitious version of Freeway Ricky Ross's story, and so wow. this, this this just happens over and over and over again, where people uh, hear something, oh, that's a great idea, and then they decided to to x that person out, and they go on and and you know do it on their own. You know, it, it's it's yeah. basically the American story, and. It makes sense, you know, like, oh, why are on the split profits, split profits with the freeway Ricky Ross if I can just, you know, make this myself. And it makes sense, but it's definitely uh it's definitely it's it's terrible. So okay, so I I did an ebook, uh like a twenty page ebook I wrote and I was selling my site, telling like the whole story of how my company went from start A to start B to where it is now. And yeah. um one of the things in there was there was a um a business so I started with Skin Scrubs, right? And there was a body cream company and she made like really good stuff. 
So I was like, oh, let's do a collab. Like, because my thing has always been collab. I like collabs. It works for everybody. Me too. You get money, Me I too. get money. You know, we all get money. Right. And um, long story short, this young lady kind of backed out of the deal of doing a collab. And I think, because I, I guess she thought I was a girl. I don't know. Because at the beginning time of the uh, the business, there wasn't too much of my personality there. Um, I, right. I introduced the whole personality for the sales thing when I rebranded the company. Um, and that's a whole nother topic that I'll be talking about in like an online course I'm doing. But okay, I guess she thought I was a girl. I don't know. But she backed out the deal when I was like, oh, yeah, my name's Mike. Yeah, there you so later on, after she backed out, she started selling skin scrubs. Maybe like a week after, right? Like she started selling. Wow. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay. I'm Had sure. you already, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt. Did you already have shared information? No, no, no. So like there was no, okay. the only information that was shared was where she got the jars from. So we can have a map of that kind of thing. But there was no like recipe sharing and stuff like that. Um, okay. Yeah, that, that's definitely not happening. But, uh, but yeah, so she did that and we kind of like doing promotions up until and stuff like that. And they kind of just X me out, blocked me on all social media. And was just like, wow. It, and that's how, you know, I knew it was something. Cause her thing was, uh, you know, her, her time. She was running out of time, it was big time constraints, whatever. I was like, okay, cool, no problem. And then when you start looking and see that I'm blocked on Instagram, blocked on Twitter, like, why? You know, I was like, why was I blocked? Mm. So she tried to X me out and, you know, do her own thing. I will say though, I looked at her Instagram, I think. One of my <laughs> trash, super trash. Right. Like it's funny because I have uh, products with herbs in, like I use herbs in my oils and stuff like that. And she was selling a body oil, and it's so, like my Neville Number Nine has twenty four karat gold in it and rose petals. She was selling a body oil that had it wasn't it was like rose petal in it, but if you look at right. the picture, right. And you look at the picture, you'll see that this is a fake ass rose petal, like one of the ones from. Yeah. So it was like a it was a fake rose petal in there, and it was gold. It was pretty though. It was like a pretty looking thing. But if you look at it, it's not a real like flower petal. It's a fake, spray painted, gold flower petal. That's crazy. Yeah, and I was like, huh? But yeah, so I don't think she's gone further. Her website looks nice. Looks really dope. But I mean, so I it's, it's... Out and. It didn't work. So that's why I got into body butter. So I was like, <laughs> okay, all right. Well then, I guess I'm about to start doing this. So that's how I got to the like the body butter thing, because I was like, well, she's gonna she's gonna try and finesse me. Well, I'm gonna beat her at her own game and just do better than she is. So that's crazy. That's crazy. And I think it's an important lesson, you know, because we most of our listeners are entrepreneurs and investors. And I think that's an important, I'm glad you shared that. It. It's important to know that you got to protect, even if you do protect it, people are still going to try to duplicate you. And sometimes it's a form of flattery, but then a lot of times it's like, what are you doing? You know, be original. Do your, like, find something of your own lane. Originality uh, doesn't make as much money or doesn't make money as quickly as like copying. So with that, like, think about, um, okay, so, you know, people sell like shirts and stuff online, right? You can, you can yeah. sell print-on-demand shirts from uh, Teespring or printable or mm-hmm. printful with ease, with super ease. You can make a whole clothing line pretty much without... In a day or two. Yeah, without spending a dime. <laughs> yeah, but you're right. But what do you see when people make these, like, 
okay, see, when Black Panther came out, right? Everybody's selling like Black Panther related items. Like Black Panther, they did. They don't own the rights to these. They don't nope. have the right to sell this stuff. But people are buying it because they're like, oh, I love Black Panther. And when people buy it, they don't think about like, they don't think about is this fake or counterfeit. They don't really care. They're just like, oh, I want this. I like it. Right. It's like a Louis Vuitton bag and probably a little bit differently. But if it's a good knockoff, like a friend of mine, she found some really good knockoff like Louis, Louis Vuitton bags. So she bought some. And she's like, I can't tell the difference. I was like, okay. You only got like $10. So I mean, who cares? But whatever. Um, but yeah, so it doesn't matter for the most part. Like, No one really cares about originality, it seems these days. Like, wow. To be first is dope, but to copy seems to be doper. Like, think about people that are selling, uh, uh, like Martin living single shirts and hats and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you don't own the right to sell a shirt that says Martin on it with the Martin logo, but you do it anyway. And then you get upset when someone steals your design. Exactly. But this is, they're like, oh, well, you know, I was talking to somebody, I was like, well, you know, at, at this point, Martin's, it's more, it's for the culture. Uh, it's, it's just, it's, it's just, it's just out there. It's for the culture. And I was like, yeah, but it's still stealing. Yeah. yeah. I get what you're saying, but you're still stealing. It was like, well, you know, Martin, you know, the whole logo. And I was like, is Martin Lawrence getting this money? No. Exactly. Like when people are selling and, like Nipsey Hustle shirts and stuff. Like, oh my goodness. I mean, it's literally every time something pops off, someone basically hijacks the culture and uh, passes it off as if it was an, it's an original thought. And you're right. People do, they make a whole living off of it. The thing is, though, I believe those individual ideas, they fizzle out quickly. Here's what I mean. It's uh, they become like fads almost. Oh, definitely. You know, you know, I'll do this for a few months, and then I have to wait for the next thing to happen, and then that will be a few months. So they have to always have to. I, mean, I give them props for always having to reinvent themselves, but they really have to reinvent themselves every quarter <laughs> because well, uh, they don't have to reinvent themselves at all. They just got to make a make a new online store and push out their ads. Exactly. So, like, I've I've seen one episode of Game of Thrones, right? I was over at my friend's house, and they were watching Game of Thrones, or it came on. So I've seen one episode. And in that one episode, the guy, um, like, the real short guy, he said, and they were, like, in a dungeon or something, he was like, I drink and I know things, right? That was the one episode I saw. Yeah, really yeah, funny. I remember that. I remember that. That's my, really the, the, short, the real short guy, right? Right, yeah. We were drinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, I was like, oh, that's pretty funny, right? The next day, I saw on Facebook shirts that had like the Game of Thrones font and stuff. And it said, I drink and I know things, right? Yeah. That you can get off Teespring the next day. And it, wow. That, that, the very next day, I saw it. Crazy. And I've never watched Game of Thrones. Like I said, I've never watched it before, but it just popped up because people were sharing it on Facebook. Like, ah, and people are buying it. So if they're selling this shirt for, well, say, 25 bucks, and it costs like 10 bucks to make the shirt or whatever. Right. They're making fifteen dollars profit, right? And they said they're running this ad, and they're running ad for a hundred bucks a day or something. So they're making fifteen dollars a shirt on something that they didn't even try. They didn't even work hard for. And is mm. that fantastic? Yes. Is that amount of money fantastic? Yes. But you're not building a brand. You're just selling these products, and you're riding a wave. You're a fad. You're a mumble rapper. You're just riding a wave yeah. right now. Um, 
and there is no longevity in that wave. Exactly. And I think that's what Jack's exactly where I'm at. There's no longevity in it. Yeah, like you're not building something you can really pass down. You're not building legacy. Yeah. Like because people sell courses and stuff like how to sell shit. So there's a guy um that I follow now and he has like a t-shirt online course thing on how he sells shirts and stuff. And I personally believe that's how he made his shirts. Um he's never shown like any of his shirt designs that we're selling. He just says that he sold these shirts. He's never, he's never shown one. And right. I think, I know, I think I saw one at one time. He was like shirts like this. And it was a shirt with a police, like thin blue line sticker across the chest. And I was like, he probably doing the height of the black lives matter type of thing was slinging shirts for black lives matter. And then slinging shirts for blue lives matter and all lives matter and stuff like that. Playing all yeah. the field. Cause that's, man, that's a lot of money coming in from hate from so many different ways. You got hate, hate, and love, or hate. Well, actually, all of it, hate, in some right, some form of hate. Yeah, pretty much. And then, you know, because hate sells so well. So, one of the biggest money makers is racism. One oh, of the biggest yeah. money makers uh, is how much can I hate another group of people? Yeah, like people spend a lot of money to get like hatred put on them to show because people like their opinions and their opinions, like opinions of love. Like, I just imagine when with hippies, people are upset because they're like, "Oh man, you're just so lackadaisical. You're a hippie. You're just too loving." Like, yo, relaxing, <laughs> in my business. You know? I mean, it's true. But yeah, so like, I sell. I have like shirts and stuff with my my company logo and stuff on it. And I've sold some over the years, and I've sold like more than others in recent times and stuff. But if it doesn't really resonate with anybody, if no one feels connected to it. I'm not gonna buy it. So my whole thing has been trying to get people connected to. Better gold, so they want to buy it. Yeah, you know what's the point? I, I can easily make a shirt that's just a finesse. It's easy. Throw some ads on it, but at the end of the day, did I do anything like, that I feel super like? Yeah, I'm glad I did this. No, like those was, was the park shirts. Like, like oh my god! Like but it's like. <laughs> When I was looking for wines to support and be part of, I wanted a black owned wine company. I also wanted the purest form of wine, which I believe to be a vegan wine. I found that in Sip and Share Wines. I want you to go ahead and head over to SipAndShareWines.com and join the exclusive wine club so you can experience this vegan wine for yourself. Now, back to Black Equity Podcast. But I do believe, I do believe, because I, I study, I'm studying the culture every day. Our Instagram is always talking about, hey, this is the latest stuff that's happening. Uh, I do believe there's a way to uh, pay attention to what's going on in the culture and profit from it without pimping it. I, 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 I truly believe you can, uh, you know, take an idea and then actually be creative with it, and even if it's a t-shirt, and find a way without necessarily pimping the culture, finding a way to, uh, matter of fact, Rhapsody put out an album uh, a couple weeks ago, and the whole album, every song title is uh, a name of a famous black woman or a strong black woman character in a movie. And so, it, it yes, you are... Uh, using things from the culture, right. but then it's put on top of original work. <laughs> and so now it becomes art, not 
whatever, like you said, the finesse. So there are ways to love the culture and do this. It's, it's all about the, the things you put behind it and the foundation. It goes back to that conversation we're having before about roots versus fruits. And, and, and if you put the necessary work in and put an actual root to it and a foundation to it, I believe you can build a brand and can and build a legacy from it. But you, you can't just just take stuff and, and, and flip it and, and then say, oh, and I'm a, now I'm an entrepreneur and I'm a business person. I guess you could. It's just not, it's like you said, no longevity. You're just a snake, you know? Yeah. Like my thing, is you're 100% correct. There is a way to, you know, value the culture and not pimp it. Right. One thing I noticed is that people don't want to value. So with that being said, like, think about this way, right? Like, uh, let's go back to like the Rosa Parks shirts, the Nosh shirts, right? Sure. If you're selling this shirt for 15 bucks or you're, you're making $15 profit, are you donating any of that money to the Rosa Parks Foundation? Mm. Right? If, you, if you're selling Nipsey Hussle shirts, right? Like, just a Nipsey Hussle shirt. Are you donating any of your profit to his cause? Are you donating any money at all to anybody that does something that this person would approve of? Mm. Or are you just pocketing the money? And that's always been the thing for me. Like, it's always been the thing. If you're going to sell a shirt with whoever's fake, because like people are selling shirts with people's faces on it and stuff. Like, if you're selling a shirt with this person's face on it, and I get it. People want a, a face shirt. This person may, may not be selling a shirt with their face on it. I get it. But are you donating to something this person will be proud of? Right? Like, you don't have the right to sell this person's image in the first place. But if you're doing this thing that's pretty much illegal, because it's illegal, are you at least doing something morally right? And nine times out of ten, actually no, nine point eight seven out of ten, the answer is no. Right. The answer is and no. And I, one of the first things you said when you when we first start talking, is you know, hey, I'm, I've I've built this brand, I've built this company, and I'm trying to find ways to give back. And I know that's part of what you do. What are some of the ways that you're giving back? Uh, with your company and with your organization? So currently we donate 10% of all our proceeds uh, to four different nonprofit organizations. Um, okay. Dan Student House, Kayla's Village, Bread for the City, and the Homeless Children's Play- Playtime Project, all of them within D.C. Two of my okay. lives have been a part of growing up as a kid. Um, at the end of this year, we're actually phasing that out because two of the organizations, one's shutting down um, or just ending, and then the other one got replaced somewhere and they're still trying to build things back up because um, they just had to, it was just a big move or whatever. So we're going to go to a more tangible type of thing. So what right. we did recently was uh, we did like a backpack drive. So for every per- a product, the person, or every certain product uh, that was purchased, we donated a backpack, like a $15 nice. stuff backpack. Thank you. So it's backpack, pencils, all that stuff. So we took 15 bucks from that product profit or whatever it was and then put it into getting these backpacks um and we got like 32 of them so now we're doing is my newest campaign my newest marketing campaign is uh, if you're reading this you actually it's super funny like i'm a shady person i I love throwing shade at people i think i saw that you said if if you're reading this you're ashy right yeah yeah, yeah, you just drive okay yeah so i got on my shirt (laughs) um (laughs) and uh every time somebody purchases one of the shirts the hat the hoodie the Whatever it is, so I have a bunch of different stuff. Anytime somebody purchases one, five dollars from that sale will go to a pot, and in that pot, we're gonna um, what's it? What's this month? September, October, November. So November first, we're gonna go through, look at everything, collect all the money we have, 
and then we're going to go to a thrift store and go buy a bunch of coats and socks for kids. Right. Because that's, that's awesome. Thank you. That's awesome. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to give, because it's like, it's no point of having a bunch of money if you don't help people with it. You know, yeah. what's the point? Like, what's the point of making money if, if you aren't able to help people? Because what's the point? <laughs> people need I, I get it. I get it. And, and that's that's my so that's how we get back. So, you know, the body care products people purchase and the items people purchase make you look good, make you feel good, give you self confidence. And at the end of the day, you feel morally right. You feel you're like, okay, you know what? Yeah, I spent twenty bucks on myself, but I know some of this money's going to somebody else. I don't feel as bad, like somebody that needs it. You know. Well, you know, it, it's one thing to have a good seed. But it's awesome to make sure that you put it in great soil. I like so. That. I like that. so. You know, when we're putting our money into things, and that's how that's how we ended up connected. You know, um, you know, you text me one time for whatever reason. We'll keep that between you and I. <laughs> and I said, "Hey, you should come on the podcast." And I saw that you had uh, a really good spirit about you, and w- was very open. And it was it was just a random thing. It wasn't like something we planned. But really, for the last. Uh, 11 to 12 months, I've been talking with entrepreneurs just, just like you that are trying to do do it the right way. And, you know, the thing is, good seed, which is our money and our time, our talent, it deserves good soil. It deserves to put into places that are actually going to grow and expand. You can only do that with people who have legacy mindsets. And like you said, have longevity in their mindset. And so I believe that you're one of those companies. I believe you're one of those companies that offers good soil for the culture. And that's why you're on Black Equity. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, so let everybody know what is the best way to reach you? What is the best way to find your products if they haven't already? You're already a staple in the culture. So it's not that hard to, <laughs> to find you. But uh, I also know you have my favorite thing about what you're doing is the app you have. Uh, that allows me, I've downloaded the app. Uh, I can get to everything quickly. Uh, so yeah, tell us about your app. Tell us about your website and the best ways to reach out. I mean, so the easiest way just to, to find me anywhere is just Google Net or Gold. Um, I think I've done a pretty decent job trademarking and branding it. So if you just type in N-E-T-E-R-G-O-L-D, you're going to see my face. I'm going to pop up somewhere talking trash to somebody. <laughs> talking to somebody about something. And if right. you, know, you, can just, you can follow, go down the rabbit hole. Like I'm going to pop up on YouTube or something. Somewhere you're going to find me. You may even see some of my old uh, podcasts on Anchor pop up somewhere. So okay. you're going to find it. And yeah, just shoot me a DM. I'm always around. Like you text me or whatever. You know, I try I try to have the customer service that I would want. Uh, right. So if someone sends me a DM, I get back to them. They send me a text, I get back to them. An email, I get back to them as soon as possible. Um, yeah. Just, I'm easy to find. Easy to get rid of, though, once you find me. <laughs> I haven't got rid of you yet. What do you think is what do you think is your, your number one selling product or maybe the top two or three that people would want to check out if they haven't uh, been at your store before? The combs, the combs. They are my, um, my greatest selling at the moment because they're extremely different. And I'm insane. So... I'm mixing insults with things that are different and it really causes a lot of buzz. Like, yeah. Like I talk a lot of trash and I have not been punched in the face yet. 
for some reason. I talk about that. Right. Because, and the one thing about it is people can say, oh, skin scrubs, okay, cool, yeah, they work, they don't work, whatever. But when people see something new, like an old infused comb, they're like, oh, this is trash, or this doesn't work, or it's going to break, and you've never owned it. You're doing nothing but just creating buzz. And Man, those, I'll, I'll be honest with you right now. The first thing I, what was the first thing I bought? Was it, the comb might have been the second thing I bought. That comb, I got the big comb. Because I've been growing my hair out now for about, about 11 months now. Um, that comb is, is it, superior to everything else that I've ever had. And then, <laughs> once, Thank you. you're welcome. Once I got the comb, I said, oh, I got to go get the, uh, uh, the, the beard. I, I guess it's a, a, a pick for the beard. Yeah. Is that, is that the right way to call it? A pick? I mean, we can call it that, you know, depending on which one you got. Maybe, maybe. Okay. But yeah, so I got I got the uh, the smaller one for, for my beard and I can already see my hairs growing more because it, it had got to a place where before I got the, the comb about two, two and a half months ago, it it, it, it kind of stopped, you know, that my hair wasn't really growing. It wasn't really doing anything. And so when I got the comb, I said, oh, this is a game changer. So I've been using it now for a few months. I, I can already see the difference. Uh, so, yeah, I, I would say that your combs are next level. But also, I really love your beard growth oil. Uh, I forget which one I have. But that one has done wonders for my beard. Uh, so I know a lot of people that are listening or, or we have more women listening than men. But for the men that are listening, and maybe the beard growth helps in other ways, too. But for the men that are listening, the beer growth oil, that's next level. You're talking, to, you're, you're talking to the wrong group. You don't talk to the guys. You talk to the women. I understand. Never but... talk to the, the guys. <laughs> talk to the women. Like, if you look at the way Old Spice did there, because okay, so um, Old Spice, right? Before we finish up, like Old Spice, they start out as a women's only like clothing thing. Or not clothes, excuse me, perfume type of thing. Yeah, to men because they're like you know men aren't getting enough love and attention in I think it was like the fifties or something, you know for shaving and stuff like that. So they had Old Spice. Then they did a rebranding and they came up with the uh, Mosaic Mosaic Mustafa guy, right? Uh huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shirtless guy <laughs> talking to women didn't say a single thing to the guys. Ladies, is your man da da da? Ladies, is your man da da? And what happened? Men were buying it off the shelves, right? Axe did it a bit differently when they were talking to the nerdy guy saying that any nerdy guy can get any hot girl they want if they use Axe, right? Right. So Axe did a great job with that one, talking to the guys, but they appealed to the guys' desire to get these hot women. But Old Spice did it even better because they were talking to the women and the women were like, okay, this is what my guy needs. Like, the people that buy my beard products are women. Like, guys... Really? Yeah, guys buy the stuff every once in a while, but women buy it. And they buy it for their boyfriends or, or husbands or... I don't know. I've had one. Oh. She bought three different of the same one, right? Three different combs, like beard combs with three different dude names on it. So wow. I, I don't... I would have never guessed that. I don't care, baby. You you play you play on, baby. You play on, right? But it's like... Yeah, like women buy stuff for guys because they want their guy to look good. Cause, That's true. You know, the person you're with is a representation of you. So if your guy looks shaggy and you looking like a diamond, he's looking like a two... <laughs> What's up with you? Like something must not be right with you, you know? Yeah. Something must be off. But women want their guy to look good. And that's that's the thing. Like, yeah. Women want their guy to look good. So it's like 
I've thought back to how many times a woman's bought me like just an article of clothes, like a pair of pants or a pair of shoes or some socks or something. Just because she's like, oh, you look good in this. I've never gone to him like, you know what? I think she'll look good in this. Let me buy this for her. I'm not, I've never done that. I'm not right. even looking at clothes in the first place. Right. But like if I'm at a, like, I've gone places with, with uh, female friends of mine. Like, oh, Mike, you look nice in this. Purchased. Purchased. That was the end of story. Really? Okay. I tried it on. Purchased. That's fine. Purchased. Huh. Why? Like think about when you go to a store and, and the, the woman there that's working says, oh, you look really good in that suit. Purchased. Especially yep. if Purchased. Bought. So what you don't always work every time because men want to appeal to women. That's the only reason men buy like Maseratis and Lamborghinis. Of course, like dudes would be just fine. If, like if if the time was still back and like in greasers, like the grease times, you know, grease yeah. time when you know muscle cars and stuff were in. That's what people had. They wouldn't be going after these supercars. But dudes go after what women like. My old man you always know. said men would still be living in caves if women didn't say they wanted outlets. That's true. I, I remember, uh, I'll leave it at this, I remember Tupac said one time, there was some type of interview he was on, must have been a radio station, they were saying, you know, who do you make your music for? Uh, you know, what's the secret to, to building music? I th- oh, they were asking him, you know, hey, you gave all these, you said you gave all these secrets to Biggie. What did you, what secrets did you give him? And he said, you know, when I first met Biggie, he was talking about gats and mafias and all this other stuff he said you need to focus on the ladies first because if you focus if you make your your music for the ladies uh and they love you the guys will automatically love you because the ladies love you yep and so he said so that's why his whole style flipped and the next song he had out was big papa uh so i always remember that radio uh interview and then you saying it confirms it once again 30 years later (laughs) Uh, you know, after that interview, but I had no idea that women are buying most of of uh, the beard oils and, and and the combs for guys. I would have never thought that, but it makes perfect sense. So I'm glad you said it. Yeah, like I, you know, I'll say stuff to dudes like, "Hey, guys, you know, such and such," but it's it's not it's not really for them. It's not for them. Well, we'll leave it at that. Uh, so, <laughs> ladies, go <laughs> go visit Nutter Gold if you haven't already been on the website. Uh, I think it's one of the best brands out here. I think it's one of the, the superior products out. And uh, thank you, Michael, for coming on. I look forward to talking to you in the future. The door is always open for us to have another conversation. If you have any new products coming out or if you want to you know, talk about your brand or just chop it up. Man, I appreciate that, man. You know, I'm, I'm always, uh, you know, always ready to chit-chat. My wife took the baby upstairs, so they've been kind of hanging out. So I think I'm back on baby duty now. <laughs> All right. Go, go take care of the little one, man. <laughs> Thank you so much, man. You have a good one, all right? You too, man. Thank you for coming on Black Equity. <laughs> Thanks for having me, man. You have a great day, okay? All right, you too. Deuces. What a great conversation that we had with Michael of NetterGoldShop.com. You need to head over there right now. Check out all the great uh, products and services that they're providing over there. I mean, it's, it's so much. I, I don't even know where to begin. I have the comb. I have the, the, the beard pick. I have the, the facial cream. I mean, I am a, a client. I am a customer. And so I'm not just telling you these things just to say it. This is one of the best companies that we have within our culture. And I'm glad we were able to document this conversation. I look forward to having Michael back 
uh, in the future as new products uh, become released and new things happen in the culture for us to talk. So head over there right now. And thank you for listening to Black Equity Podcast. And thank you to our sponsors, Sip and Share Wines and all the great work that you're doing. Thank you, everybody, for coming on the show. And we will be back on the next episode.